0: and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission-free. How much money does Amazon owe you? The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives vigilantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory of defeat. So to me, burn the boats is
1: whenever I fired the man. Mentally, I think a lot of times we give ourselves openings and weakness. And what this means to me, burn the boats is, you know what, make a decision, commit to it, and don't look back, look forward. And so if you burn your boats, there's no looking back. You don't have a boat to ride. And so whenever I've I quit my engineering job, left it. There's no looking back. It's been almost a year and a half now. Burn the boats, and the only way is forward. And, and I translate that to anything that I have. Any goal that's really important to me, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to achieve this goal, and I'm going to make that decision and not look back. And I said, how long has he been doing this? And that was her grandfather, and he had been doing that since he was five. His father taught him in Russia and i'm like this is someone who has perfected a craft and so i looked at i picked up my boots and i looked at them and i couldn't tell one from the other one of them had a half the sole ripped off and i looked inside there and he had even put new inserts in the bottom this is insane like someone to take that and just repair it when i think of someone that's a master of their craft they practice it every single day for a really long time i think what does it take 10,000 hours to, and you're considered an expert in something and like you mentioned earlier, surround yourself with like-minded people to learn from, and then just show up every day. Practice your craft, sharpen the sword every day. It gets a little bit sharper, every single day over a long period of time.
0: Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every
1: day and know you were capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs David Schoma and Ken Wilson.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, Ken and I dive deep into what gets us fired up, fully torqued, totally inspired as we navigate this crazy life that is entrepreneurship. Ken, what's going on, man? David, what's up, man? We're in the podcast studio today. I'm excited. The topic
1: of the show, what you know, motivates us, inspires us, this is what we live for every day, to get jacked and pumped and just accomplish our goals. So... I'm really excited to share with the audience, with the listeners, on the things that you and I, what gets us pumped and motivated, and to share that with everyone. David,
0: what's first on the list? Absolutely. Let me reach behind me for those of you that are joining on video. And for those of you that are not joining on video, I'm going to describe to you what I have. This is a canvas painting of uh, Teddy Roosevelt riding a moose. He was out. Up in uh, Alaska, he saw a moose that was swimming, and he did what every reasonable man would do. He jumped on its back, and I think this is the most epic picture of all time. Now, below, you see a speech that he gave. It's called The Man in the Arena, and I'm going to read that speech to you right now. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives vigilantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and two, at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory of defeat. That is the man of the arena. And I'll tell you what, when I first read that, it made the hair on my neck stand up. I absolutely love that speech. So much so that I got on, I think it was Vistaprint. And found this awesome picture of Teddy Roosevelt riding a moose and put that text in there. And this is in the podcast studio when we're recording. But when we're done, it goes right back up to my office. And when I walk into my office, it just sets the tone. My goal is to be the man in the arena. So I don't know. Ken, what do you think about that speech? Yeah.
1: You introduced that. I had never heard of that before. And then you are like, hey, check this out. And so I went and read it. And it's real inspiring. It speaks to like what you want to accomplish and being on the battlefield, just getting in the game, and so that's what that's kind of what it speaks to me. And then the picture that you have, like who, like Teddy Roosevelt, like you were both outdoorsmen, and and, and we like wildlife hunting, fishing, and I can't think of anybody else who probably has had more impact in, in the country we live in than Teddy Roosevelt. A lot of that can be attributed to him, parks, recreation. We don't want to go into all that, but. He's very influential in that space. And just that picture of him riding a moose, like that's balls, right? Who the hell jumps on the back of a moose and rides it? And this is not a a baby moose. This is a bull moose with massive rack. He's apparently in a lake, jumps on the back and is riding this moose. Like that's classic right there. So yeah, it's uh, very motivational.
0: Yeah, he was an absolute legend in his last night. I think it was something like 3 million acres he put into public land in perpetuity on his last night. And just if you've been to a national park, you most likely have Teddy Roosevelt to thank for that. So anyway, that's number one. That's what gets me fired up is the man of the arena speech. So Ken, what's number two? Absolutely. So for any of our YouTube followers, anybody that watches
1: on their website, on YouTube video, you've likely seen in my office, there's a poster that's hanging up. It's burn the boats. And I want to read through here the background on that, and then I'll give you a little bit of of what it means to me and how it's impacted me. And so this is a phrase from Cortez quoted, If you want to take the island and burn your boats with absolute commitment, come in sight that create real victory. Cortez, the concept of burning boats traces back to one of history's most inspiring leadership stories in 1519. Hernán Cortez led a large expedition consisting of 600 Spaniards, 16 or so horses, and 11 boats to Mexico. The goal? Capture a magnificent treasure said to be held there. Upon arrival, Cortez made history by destroying his ships. This sent a clear message to his men. There is no turning back. They either win or they perish. Although you might assume that Cortez's men would have become despondent with no exit strategy in place to save their lives, They instead rallied behind their leader as never before. Within two years, he succeeded in his conquest of the Aztec Empire. Some date this concept even further back in history to the times of Julius Caesar and his conquest of England, or even the ancient Greeks. Regardless, the scenarios and impact were similar. So to me, burn the boats is whenever I fired the man. Mentally, I think a lot of times we give ourselves openings and weakness. And what this means to me, burn the boats is, you know what, make a decision, commit to it, and don't look back, look forward. And so if you burn your boats, there's no looking back. You don't have a boat to ride. And so whenever I I quit my engineering job, left it, there's no looking back. It's been almost a year and a half now. Burn the boats, and the only way is forward. And, the, and I translate that to anything that I have. Any goal that's really important to me, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to achieve this goal and I'm going to make that decision and not look back. So David, your thoughts.
0: If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow and monetize your business online, check out the digital revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube,
1: Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really like this. And I think burn the boats is really a mindset. Ken is not advising that if you do fire the man, Don't give everyone the middle finger on your way out. Don't burn that type of boat. But I do think having the attitude of, I'm not going to worry if this doesn't work out. It's going to work out. I'm going to make it happen. And I'll tell you what, 2021 has been filled with challenges and and struggles in our businesses. And obviously there have been successes too, but this attitude is helpful. It's just, we're going to keep going forward. If something takes six months to get from China to the U.S., We're just going to keep going forward, and we're not going to let these struggles stop us. Yeah, burn the boats. I absolutely love that. Awesome, David, next one up. Yeah, so this is something that inspires or motivates me is to be around people that are masters of their craft. And I thought of a couple examples, and this really has nothing to do with business. The first one is Chug Wilson. This guy grew up on the outskirts of Iowa City, and he had an apple orchard. And he was beyond his time in terms of like breeding different varieties of apple trees. He was all in on growing apples and he had a beautiful farm. And he was really before his time in terms of being organic and using natural fertilizer. And the guy just, he loved apples and he loved apple trees and he loved eating apples. And he just, he was awesome. And when you talk to him and he talk about like the different varieties that he was developing, you could see that he was like, totally jacked up and excited about what he was doing and just being around that it rubs off on you i aspire to be a master of some sort of craft at some point in my life he's example number one example number two i met a chainsaw carver in festus missouri and that's what he does for a living and the guy's an absolute artist and he's all in he gets totally excited about what he's doing he does he told me he's I don't really like doing boring designs like just carving your last name into a log like I like doing really epic stuff and it was just infectious talking to him like he was so excited about what he was doing and I absolutely love that so we talk a lot about on the podcast about surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals and I think that's really helpful in business to surround yourself with other business people however just being around like a fellow master of whatever. I think that is also helpful and inspiring and motivating. Ken, what about you? Do you like when you think of people that are masters of their craft? What uh, do you, what do you think about? Sorry to interrupt the episode. You may have heard Ken and I talking recently about a new tool that we're using for Amazon refunds. Now, I have used other refund tools like this. However, I can tell you in the first 7 days, they scrubbed the back end of my Amazon account going back 18 months and found $5,000 of refunds. And the nice thing about this is, it's my money. Amazon made a mistake, and they are just auditing my account. The other thing I really like about this tool is there is no monthly fee. They only charge a commission if they are successful in getting you your money. Go to getida.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code F-T-M for firing the man, F-T-M-400. This is an awesome tool. Can't say enough good things about it. Now, back to the episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I have a quick story to share. This was about probably five, seven years ago. I had a pair of boots that I bought, and I'm pretty cheap. I don't usually spend more than $50 on a pair of shoes. And I bought this pair of boots, and it was nearly $200 for this boots. And so I wore them for about a year, and then one of the soles started coming off. And I was like, damn. And so I was talking to my dad and he's like, well, there's a shoe cobbler like in this one plaza by the house. I'm like, oh, really? What's that? And he's, that's someone that makes shoes. And I'm like, okay. And in this day and age, you don't really think of people making shoes, actual shoes. So I'm like, that's worth a shot. I don't want to just toss these boots. So I go over there, go in, walk through the door. And and it looks, it looks like it's a a blast from the past of like the forties or fifties, everything inside there was like really old. And the guy greets me, comes up and I can't remember his name, but he was probably in his late fifties, early sixties. It was a, a Russian guy, probably no more than five foot six. And I showed him my boots. He had very, very little English and I had very little Russian to give him. So he looks at him. I show the, show him that it's broken and he like, shakes his head. And, and he's like, yeah. And then he just writes me this old receipt And he hands it to me and says one week i'm like okay so i go back a week later and i go in there and he didn't hear me and so he was just working away he had all these different kinds of machines he's like sculpting leather doing all this stuff and i'm like holy crap comes over and there was a little girl that was in there and so she comes over and hand her the receipt and she looks around she gets the shoes and I said, how long has he been doing this? And that was her grandfather. And he had been doing that since he was five. His father taught him in Russia. And I'm like, this is someone who has perfected a craft. And so I looked at, I picked up my boots and I looked at them. And I couldn't tell one from the other. One of them had a half the sole ripped off. And I looked inside there. And he had even put new inserts in the bottom. This is insane. Like someone to take that and just repair it. When I think of someone that's a master of their craft, they practice it every single day for a really long time. I think, what does it take, 10,000 hours, and you're considered an expert in something. And like you mentioned earlier, surround yourself with like-minded people to learn from, and then just show up every day. Practice your craft, sharpen the sword every day. It gets a little bit sharper every single day over a long period of time.
0: I think there's something about just being human and being attracted to this. And I'll give you an example. Two examples, Forged in Fire, which is a knife-making TV show on the History Channel. Have you seen it? Yeah. Those guys have been making knives their whole lives, and they're masters of their craft. And it's really cool. I think that's probably why that show is so popular. And you can, if you apply this thought to TV, boy, cooking shows, like watching world-class chefs cook and prepare a dish, there's something attractive to just watching that. Anyway, I don't believe that I am a master of any craft yet. But someday, I hope to be a master once I get my 10,000 hours in. Yeah, absolutely. David, number four. Yeah, so usually when I think of like getting motivated and, and jacked up, I, I think of an elevated heart rate and doing something physical. And this next one is actually the opposite. It's a sensory deprivation tank, also known as float tanks. And I had my first experience with these about— two years ago. And boy, have they been a game changer. So for those of you that are not familiar with this, imagine a giant tank of water, probably four or five times the size of a big tub. Like it's giant. And in each tank, there's about 1200 pounds of Epsom salt. There's so much salt in there that you're buoyant. You just float. And that water is heated to 98.6 degrees and it's totally dark. So that's the goal is to float in that tank and be totally weightless and relax. And I go for 60 minute appointments and I'll tell you what, in terms of clearing my mind or thinking of new ideas, this has been the number one thing that I have found. And one thing I would say is I've noticed a trend amongst entrepreneurs sometimes don't sleep very well. I'm definitely in that category. I would say like borderline insomnia some days where I just have so much on my mind, I can't wind down and go to bed. And I've heard a lot of people talk about meditation and I've tried it. I've downloaded the apps and I'll do it for about 10 minutes and then I get bored. And so I see the value there. But for those of you that have tried that and failed, try out a sensory deprivation tank. I mean, and I'm not joking, but when I get out of that, I feel like I've taken a nap for about three days. They're wonderful. Can it? You floated before, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I started floating up probably about four or five years ago. And I, I don't do it very often, maybe once every three months or six months. But like you mentioned, David, entrepreneurs are stressed out. Sometimes we can't sleep. We have pressure. And so a, a float tank, to me, like it just like everything melts away. Sometimes I've had different experiences with them where I go in. And I just after an hour, like you said, you feel I feel like I slept for three days. I came out of there and I was like, "Holy shit, I feel good, real good." And then some other days, I'll go in there, and if I feel already relaxed and everything, then I just let my mind go. And if I don't fall asleep, then I, like you said, it, it inspires me to think of of different stuff, ideas, things that problems that I have right going on right now, thinking of solutions to those outside the box where I wouldn't normally think of it, and it's just literally dedicated time to do that because you can't go anywhere. (laughs) You're in a a tank and you're floating and you're weightless and you can just let all of your muscles and your whole body just go. And then your mind is literally free. And so if you haven't tried this yet, go try it. I highly recommend it. And it's definitely been a a tremendous value in my life on thinking of new ideas and just letting stress go away. So yeah, I, I really like it.
0: Yeah, I would say like that industry needs a new PR team because sensory deprivation tank sounds like a torture chamber. <laughs> it, it sounds miserable, and but this is truly one, do not knock it before you try it. I, I think there's tremendous value in, in doing this. I would prefer to float than to get a massage. And so I've been floating about once a month, and I, I find that when I am most busy is when I, I go and float and that's like the perfect time to unplug for an hour. If you there's all over St. Louis. If look it up, I'll guarantee there's one within 20 miles of most people listening to this show. Yeah, absolutely. Ken, what's number 5? What's the last thing that gets you just totally jacked up? Number 5 people that fire the man. Like when I
1: hear the those stories, David you and I, we've had our own experiences firing the man. We've interviewed Dozens of people on the show that have fired the man. And it makes me. We have a quote here. I'll give this quote to David grabbing life by the balls and taking control of your most valuable asset, time. And that is so true. And I don't think that we can, it's really hard to explain that until you experience it. I think. I know I've tried to talk to my friends and relatives that have jobs. Until that day comes where you're able to fire the man and you just, that weight comes off right off. Like to, to this day, like I can still see whenever I did that, it's just super motivational. It gets me going. I like just want to go out and start sprinting. Like I'm so fired up, just like sticking it to the corporations, right? Like you're like, F you, I'm working for myself now. I don't need corporations or whatever. And it's just freedom. What does it mean to you, David? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. This has meant different things as I've navigated through working for the man versus not. When we started this podcast, Firing the Man, we both had full-time jobs. And I remember, I can close my eyes and replay this, and I probably will for the rest of my life, is when you walked out of your job. And if you would have read my mind or what was going on in my mind, it was like, fuck yes, this is so sweet. This is awesome. Like Ken set a goal. He achieved it. This is it. He's at the finish line. He's also at the starting line of something awesome. And that was like inspirational. I aspired to do that. And now that I have fired the man and I'm on the other side of it, I really like seeing other people do it because I know, you know, this is going to impact them monetarily, hopefully very positive. This is going to impact people's families, like the ability to go to every soccer practice, every soccer game, spend time with your family, have flexible working hours. That's huge. That's a gift when someone fires the man that they're going to receive that gift. Not having bosses and people looking over your shoulder and constantly fearing that you might be in trouble or you might not perform up to a certain standard, right? You, as a self employed individual, you set that standard and and it's been night and day. And as we, the other day, I was texting Kiefer Hogue. He was a guest on our podcast and he was telling me what he was doing in revenue. And I was like, dude, I'm so pumped for you. He's working construction right now and I think he's, halfway to firing the man. And that gets me so jacked. The difference that that's going to make in his life. And, you know, just like us, man, he set a goal, he's working towards it and grinding. And I don't know, it just totally gets me fired up. So anyway.
1: Absolutely. I can remember back when you fired the man, I was there that day when you left the CPA firm and you walked out and I knew right then and there, I'm like, david is experiencing this and he's going to feel that and like you said it's a gift your time right that's our most valuable resource and for all the listeners all the audience right now if you have a goal of firing the man just take steps one by one and you will get there we believe in you david and i we were able to accomplish that we're just two normal guys Normal's debatable but we're just two guys david's normal i'm not and we were able to do that so you can too if you're listening set a goal, reach it. We're rooting for you.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that caps off our list of five things that, that get Ken and I really excited and jacked up. If you're listening to this episode and you've got something that gets you fired up, hit us up, firingtheman.com. On the right-hand side, hit the microphone and leave us a voicemail. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Shomer.
1: And Ken Wilson. We're
0: We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com G-E-T-I-D-A.com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?